Welcome to the Perfume Making Podcast with me, Karen Gilbert. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a topic that does come up quite a bit, actually, with people who email me and people in my programs. And that is, should you make your own perfume or should you hire a perfumer? Now, that might be a bit of a, an odd question, you might think, um, as this is the Perfume Making Podcast and in my programs, I teach people how to make perfume. But I'm going to share a story today also that will give you a little bit of context as to why I think people ask this question quite a bit. And I realise that I am quite biased, as honestly, I believe that everyone can make their own perfume. But I do think that there are some exceptions as well. So I want to discuss also the pros and cons of both to help you decide if that is a question that has popped up for you. But first, let me share a story of something that happened at one of my workshops a few years ago, which is hopefully going to give you the encouragement to get going and create your own fragrances. You know, sometimes we think that we don't don't know enough and we're not skilled enough. And that is the thing that stops us from moving forward with confidence. So one of the students on a two-day class that I ran a few years back, it was an in-person class, she had brought along some samples of fragrances for her body care line that she was developing um, that she had been sent by a couple of fairly large fragrance houses. So she was developing her own skincare products and the fragrances that went in them, she wanted to them to be 100% natural and she wasn't sure whether she should create them herself or get a, a fragrance company um, to do it for her. Now, we had a bit of time after the class and at that particular point, I had a couple of industry colleagues who were also there and I thought it would be a great opportunity for all of us to get our noses on the evaluation of these fragrances that had been sent to her. Now, as a bit of background, this particular student had been on a course in grass at the Grass Institute. And although she loved every minute of it, they spent most of the time smelling materials, which obviously is a hugely important part of perfumery training. And they had some amazing materials. But she felt like she left feeling that she didn't really have the full knowledge to make a perfume. So she had a lovely time. It was great. She familiarized herself with materials, but she still felt that there was like a missing piece and she didn't really have enough knowledge to, to create the fragrances herself. And she then came along to a one day natural perfumery class that I ran and it was in London at the time. And she said that what she learned on that one day pulled it all together for her and learning to create accords was the key. So that gave her a bit of confidence. So why did she then look at outsourcing to a fragrance house rather than creating them herself? Well, she realized that the learning curve for creating fragrances for commercial purposes, especially for skincare products, was quite steep. And she wanted to get going with her product launches really quickly. Now, she decided um, in her case, to concentrate on making the base products herself rather than outsourcing those and then get the fragrance brief out to a few well-known fragrance companies just to kind of speed up the process. And she didn't feel that she yet had the skills to do that part herself. And as we started smelling through the samples that she'd been sent, I was quite surprised at the simplicity of the fragrances. There was nothing there that with the knowledge that she had, some good quality materials and a bit of practice that she couldn't create herself. And all of us who smelt through them, we all agreed that 
it would be best for her to outsource the candle fragrances. So she was doing body care and she was doing candles. And we all agreed that at that point, it would be probably better for her to outsource the candle fragrances as they were a lot more complex. But the all natural body product fragrances, she could do that herself with ease. Now, the fragrance submissions from the particular fragrance houses were not really that complex. And actually, they did in quite a lot of cases miss the brief. Now, that could have been due to her communication and not knowing enough. And I do obviously recommend that everyone, even if you are briefing a fragrance house, you do educate yourself on how fragrances work, how they're created, so that you can actually be a good client and you can brief the fragrance houses effectively. Um, so it could have been, you know, miscommunication on her part. Um, but there could have been other reasons as well that I will go through in some tips that I'll have for you later on in this episode. Now, not only could she do them herself, but she could then create them exactly how she wanted to without lots of back and forth to a fragrance house. And after that particular class, she sent me a message to say, you know, I'm feeling totally inspired and I've got a newfound confidence. So let's look at some of the reasons why you might or might not want to learn to create your own fragrances and the same for outsourcing to a perfume house or an independent perfumer. So why you might want to do that instead or why you might not. Now, the first question I ask everyone who comes to me with this particular question is, what is it that you want to focus on? There's a lot to creating and running a perfume business or a skincare business or a room fragrance business. And some people just want to come up with the ideas and they want to focus on the marketing aspects and, and dealing with the customers. You know, they love perfume and they want something amazing. They want to launch an amazing product. But, you know, sometimes they're not just just not interested enough or they do not have the patience enough to learn how to craft the perfumes themselves. Now, if this is you, then you might want to look at working with a perfumer and focusing on the business aspects yourself. Now, on the other hand, if you love the process of creating and blending and modifying and tweaking, and you love that creative hands-on aspect of perfume making, then you will be in a great place to learn the skill and be the perfumer yourself. I think many people want to do it themselves, but they feel that they don't have enough skill or knowledge to do it. And they feel like they must outsource to an experienced expert. And this is not always the case. Honestly, it is down to you and what you want to focus on. Now, of course, if you just want to create a perfume for yourself, for your own personal use, rather than to sell the fragrance, it really is down to your budget and your desire. You know, if you are excited by the thought of your own bespoke fragrance that nobody else has, than that you've created with your own hands, then I think you should absolutely go for it. You know, investing in some materials and a course or two will get you going. Now, if you have a big budget, like a five-figure budget, and you have absolutely no interest in learning, then why not hire a top perfumer, get them to create your own personal signature scent for you? Absolutely. But just know that it is going to be a high budget um, item and it is not going to save you money from buying something off the shelf. So, you know, there are lots of reasons why you might or might not want to do this yourself. So, 
Let's run through some of those now. So I'm going to split them into two. I'm going to first go through, you know, the benefits, the pros and cons of hiring a perfumer or outsourcing to a perfumer. Now, this is really for people who want to create a brand. Let's dig in. So what are the pros of hiring a professional perfumer with lots of years of experience to create something for you? Now, obviously, they have extensive knowledge and experience in creating fragrances. And you, in most cases, you know, if you have picked the right person for you, um, it ensures a high quality result that is fully tested. Now, again, you know, this really, really depends on who you choose. Um, not all perfumers are going to be creating the, the fragrances that might resonate with you or your audience. So you need to choose, if you are going to work with a professional perfumer, you need to choose that perfumer or that fragrance house based on what it is you want to create. So you do have to have a bit of knowledge rather than just saying, oh, I want that person. You know, a lot of perfumers have different styles. They have different signatures. And if you choose a perfumer who does not have the signature or the style that fits with your brand, then you're always going to be disappointed. So it's not always going to be the result that you want. So um, the pros. Another pro is that they obviously possess a deep understanding of fragrance notes, blending techniques. And also, if you are going to a big fragrance house, they will also have teams in place that understand industry trends and can ensure that your fragrance stays on trend if that is what you're heading for. I know hiring a perfumer can save time and effort as they will handle the whole process from the formulation um, to the production of the concentrate. So the juice bit, the fragrance bit, and also their IFRA certificates as well. Now, you will still need to source your own packaging. You will need to still source your own company to fill the bottles. Um, they don't, a fragrance house does not do that for you. You might find some independent perfumers who will do a full service, but generally, if you outsource to a fragrance house, they will just sell you the, the fragrance oil part and you will need to do all of the rest of the, the bits and pieces yourself. They will provide you with an IFRA certificate for that, but you will need to get safety assessments done for your final product and get someone to fill that for you if you're not doing that yourself. So the diluting, the filling, the packaging. So another pro is it will in enable you to focus on other aspects of your business or your personal life. So you might be someone who wants to really just focus on the marketing, the business building and get someone else to, to create the fragrances for you. Um, and perfumers obviously have a wide range of ingredients available to them, including things that are potentially captive within certain companies. So fragrance houses like IFF and Givardin and, um, and Robite have certain materials that aren't available to the general public. So they might be challenging to obtain individually. Obviously, they have established relationships with suppliers so they can ensure a reliable source of materials and a standardized fragrance as well. So you don't need to worry about something um, going out of stock or being discontinued. There will be a, um, you know, they will have their suppliers that they always use and they will make sure your fragrance is, is consistent. 
And obviously, trained perfumers um, with a lot of experience can create unique and personalized fragrances that are tailored to specific preferences and brand identities as well. And they possess the skills to interpret and translate the client's ideas into these olfactory compositions. So that's what they do every day of the week. You know, they are, that's their job. Um, So those are the pros. Now, you might think, well, well, that's a no brainer. Why would I Why would there be any cons to hiring a professional perfumer rather than doing it myself? So let's dig into those because there are quite a few more than you might think. So hiring a professional perfumer can be really expensive, especially for individuals. So if you are wanting a bespoke fragrance for yourself, this is probably going to be out of budget for many, many people. Um, Now, if you are a small business um, with a limited budget, Many fragrance houses have really high MOQ. So an MOQ is a minimum order quantity. So there are two ways that fragrance houses work. Most of the big fragrance houses have very high minimum order quantities, which means that they won't charge you a formulation fee, but they will expect you to order quite a lot of each fragrance. And so if you are launching a product line with maybe three three different fragrances, then they will be a, there will be a high MOQ for each of those fragrances. Or they might have a formulation fee that's quite high as well. So what tends to happen is in the fragrance industry with the big fragrance house, they don't charge a formulation fee, but they will expect you to buy, uh, you know, a substantial amount of that fragrance concentrate and that you will buy it consistently year on year. Now, if you are an independent perfumer, indie perfumers tend to not have that economy of scale. So they're not necessarily making a huge amount of money from selling you the the concentrate. So, but they will be putting in a lot of work up front. So they might charge you a formulation fee instead. Now, you know, they, they are in business, so they have to make money somehow. And what the big fragrance houses are relying on is that they've got teams of perfumers. They are being paid a salary anyway, and they work on volume. So the, the volume needs to be high for them to make the money back for the time that they spent formulating your perfume. The indie perfumers don't have that, so they will charge a formulation fee, which can be quite high. So creating perfumes for new brands that have no proven sales track record is often not appealing for many fragrance manufacturers who rely on these repeat volume sales of fragrance to make back that income for the time that they spent on development. Now, for some small brands as well, some small indies um, perfumers, they will give you a a minimum order quantity as well, which will be a lot lower than a big fragrance house. But still, you know, you've got to, they've got to balance it out and they have to make an income. You know, it does take quite a while to create a fragrance. Um, So, you know, they need to be paid accordingly. Also, as I mentioned before, it might result in a fragrance that doesn't fully align with your own personal vision or your brand image. Translating fragrance preferences into words can be challenging, and this can lead to potential misinterpretations by the perfumer. So effective communication and understanding between you, the client, and then the perfume house or the perfumer is crucial to achieve your desired results. Even if you choose to work with a perfumer, as I said before, you still need to understand how fragrance creation works, how the industry works, or you're going to get a potentially subpar result. And that is not on the fault of the perfume house or the perfumer usually. It's just usually down to miscommunication. 
understanding what else is out there on the market is crucial. So you don't end up with a twist on some other commercial fragrance brand. Now, what I mean by that is in the fragrance industry, if you go to one of the big fragrance houses, what they tend to do is use repurpose, shall we say, trending fragrances and do a twist on them and submit those for different fragrance briefs. It's common practice. So for example, as an example here, if you look back to um, the area that I worked in when I was an evaluator at IFF, I worked on a lot of functional products. So we worked on, you know, uh, fabric conditioners, laundry detergents, room fragrances, that kind of thing. And if a company came to us and said, oh, okay, a supermarket wanted to develop a range of you know, say four fabric conditioners, one was white, one was blue, maybe one was um, pink and one was yellow or green, whatever. Now there would be fragrance types, trending fragrance types that may have been fine fragrances that have trickled down into a functional product line. And, um, and, and we would do a twist on that. So for example, the white fabric conditioner might have been a Chanel number no. five type. So it might have been an aldehydic floral. So a twist on Chanel number no. five. The blue one might have been a aquatic marine. So a twist on Isimiyaki Odyssey, something like that. And so that happens with functional products, but it also happens with fine fragrances as well. So if you do not know what the fragrances are out there on the market, um, you could be given and you want something completely unique that's not a twist on another commercial fragrance. If you aren't familiar with what's out there, if you are not educated on that, you could be getting a twist of something else or something that smells like something else. Um, not a dupe exactly, but but almost a lot. Sometimes they are fairly close to dupes. Um, you might end up with that unwittingly if you don't understand what's out there on the market. So it is crucial that you really understand what's going on. And obviously hiring a perfumer, outsourcing it means that you're going to be less involved in the creative process, which you know, it might be okay for some some people, but might be really disappointing for those of you who are passionate about perfume making. So if you want to really be involved and really hands-on and choosing the materials yourself, then you it, it would be better for you to kind of take matters into your own hands because you can't be going to a, hiring a perfumer and then saying, oh, well, I want you to use this material and that material and this material. I want you to formulate it like this. You need to step back and outsource it to the person that you have, have given the job to. Um, and so, you know, I personally believe that there's a lot of personal growth that happens with doing our own creative pursuits, our own creative endeavours. And, you know, potentially it could hinder some personal growth and learning opportunities that you might have had if you were doing this yourself. Now, this is something that I just need to really give information on because this is not something that a lot of people know. If you are a small brand and you go to, with a low budget, and you go to a big fragrance house, you are unlikely to have a top perfumer working on your fragrances. You will most likely get an off-the-shelf scent library perfume. 
And what that is, is every perfume house will have a fragrance library of things that they can pull off for short turnaround briefs or low volume. If you are only buying five kilos or 25 kilos in one of the bigger houses from a fragrance company, it is very, very unlikely that someone will have created a bespoke perfume for you. It will have been a something that is pulled off the shelf. So it's called a shelf fragrance. And those shelf fragrances are likely to have been sold to other brands for different purposes. So this is going to lead to a lack of uniqueness. So it's something that you really need to be aware of if you are a small brand you are likely to get a shelf fragrance that at best is modified. Now, if you are going to an indie perfumer who does bespoke, um, who is charging you a formulation fee, then that is going to be a whole different thing. But if you are going to a commercial fragrance house and briefing them, it is most likely that you will get a shelf fragrance. And it might be modified and twisted depending on the volumes, but but that is that is how it works. And that is common practice. That's that's is just how the fragrance industry works. If you are looking at going to outsource to a perfumer, I would definitely recommend and you want some if you want something unique for a fine fragrance, then if you have the budget, go to an independent perfumer and work with them and pay a formulation fee because you are likely to get something more unique than going to one of the big houses. Okay, so what about learning yourself, the pros and cons? Okay, so the pros of learning to create fragrances yourself, the main one really is going to be that you have absolute creative control over your fragrance development. And learning to make perfume will really empower you to, you know, have that complete control over the ingredients you use and how it turns out. And you're going to be able to customize your fragrances as well and tailoring those fragrances to personal preferences. And what this means is that you will be then able to offer a bespoke higher ticket service for private clients if you want to do that. Um, you're always going to have people who want that that you know white glove service that that super VIP fragrance that no one else has, and so the chances are once people know that you make perfume or you have a perfume line out there for sale, maybe you have one product, maybe you have three fragrances out there, you are still going to get approached by customers who want a VIP service. They might want a bespoke fragrance for themselves. They might even want to approach you to create a fragrance for their brand. And so the more experience you have and the more learning you do and the more creation you do, the more you can offer to your clients. Now, you're going to be able to experiment with different ingredients. You're going to be able to experiment with different combinations and proportions And you really absolutely have ultimate creative control over what it is you're doing. And mastering the art of scent creation is something that is going to give you such a sense of achievement. And it is going to open doors for you that you had no idea were available. This is something that a lot of my students come to me with um, and they say, oh, my God, you know, I had no idea that launching a perfume line and learning how to make fragrance myself has turned me into, <laughs> at the very least, a bit of a celebrity amongst my friends. Um, and also that you get approached by, you know, maybe you will get asked to be on podcasts. Maybe you'll get asked to write articles for magazines, do talks, do, um, you know, 
company, corporate events. There are so many opportunities that will be available to you um, once you learn how to create fragrance that you will not even imagine that were there before. Now, for those of you just starting out, that might seem unlikely. But if you if you want to hear a little bit about that, actually, go have a listen to um, it's on my YouTube channel. It's an interview that I did with one of my alumni from the Artisan Perfumery Mastermind, Halida Dodd. And she talks all about this in the interview. And she has almost like, you know, been on she's been on podcasts she's been on been reviewed by bloggers you know she's written articles there's so so much that she's done that she didn't um have the opportunity to do before so i'll link it in the show notes so if you want a bit of inspiration go have a watch of that video okay cost so we haven't really talked about cost that much so creating a fragrance yourself can be much much more cost effective in the long run as it's going to eliminate the need to pay for, you know, professional services or comply with high minimum order quantities. Now, there is going to be some initial investment in time, in training, in materials. So it's not a cheap, cheap thing. Absolutely. There is going to be investing in in some proper training and you're going to invest your time as well more than anything and getting your perfumer's organ together and your materials. You are going to have to do lots of trials that are potentially not going to go anywhere. But in the long term, as you become more proficient, this is really going to pay off. You're going to be able to test different fragrances on your audience to see which ones are the best sellers. Now, if you haven't listened to my episode on launching a fragrance brand, go have a listen to that, because what I would recommend to everybody is that you start to build up a small audience to do a pilot launch. Now, what you can do if once you've built up that small audience, you can then test different fragrances on that audience. You could do small batches, you could do pre-sales. There's all sorts of things that you can do if you are creating the fragrances yourself that you would not be able to do if you are outsourcing this. You're not going to be able to do that if you are hiring and paying a perfumer to create a fragrance for you. Um, It gives you a lot more flexibility And you are going to be able to pivot if something doesn't sell. So, for example, if you outsource to a fragrance company and you buy a big batch of that fragrance um, concentrate and then you send it to your contract manufacturer, you get it all bottled up and it doesn't sell. You've got a warehouse full of stock. So what I would suggest everybody does is does a pre a pre launch, a small batch and you test it first. And if you are creating fragrances yourself, you have the opportunity and the flexibility to do that. Um, and create a small batch run of a particular fragrance, test it. If it doesn't work or it needs tweaking, you have the flexibility to do that. So I think there are lots and lots of benefits to doing this yourself. But obviously, you know, there are some cons to doing it yourself. And I'm just going to round up today's episode with those. And, you know, the main one, obviously, is it's time consuming. It requires extensive knowledge and experimentation. And there is, you know, if you've never done this before, there is a little bit of a steep learning curve. So this is something that, you know, it's, it's the truth of the matter. If you want to create your own fragrances, you have to be prepared to put the time in. You have to be prepared to do the learning and the experimentation. 
And if that is not something that you want to do, if you just want a quick launch, a quick magic bullet, then I would suggest that you don't learn, you don't do it yourself. Um, if you want to launch a brand and you want to want it done quickly, um, you know, you still have to, but you know, build in time for product development. And I still would not recommend that anyone plans a launch with any less than a year run up because things change, things go wrong, you know, things need to be stability tested, things need to be tweaked. So yes, it's a time consuming process to learn yourself. It isn't as long as you think it might be. It doesn't take 10 years. I have a lot of students who have completed my programs and they have launched a product out there on the market within 18 months. Um, But many of them are already creating and selling one-to-one like bespoke fragrances within a much, much shorter space of time than that. Um, You do need to build in, say, 12 to 24 months for product development if you are launching a line because you need to build up your audience. You need to do the marketing bits, the business bits as well. But the quickest way to start making an income from your perfume knowledge is to do small batches and or to do one to one bespoke fragrances. And it doesn't even have to be a high ticket when you're just starting out. It could be creating a bespoke fragrance for a friend. And that will give you so much experience and will fast track you. Obviously, the other con is limited access to um, professional grade expertise, ingredients and resources. That's where my mastermind comes in. So I have that bit covered. Um, However, there is the reality is that if you are trying to buy small quantities of materials, there are lots of companies worldwide and in my getting started guide there, I list my recommendations for fragrance material suppliers. So download that if you haven't, it's in the show notes, Um, but you will be paying more for smaller quantities. So obviously the big fragrance houses can buy tons of something like I don't know, ISO E-Super or Rose Absolute, and they will get a much better price and they will have access to certain materials that you might not. So yeah, the con is that, you know, it's going to be a little bit more expensive per kilo for you to buy ingredients and you might not be able to get exactly the ones you always want, but that's changing. And there are so, so many companies now who are selling small quantities of professional materials to small makers. So it's a con a little bit, but but not really. There, there are ways around it. And then the final one really is, um, you know, there's always a risk of inconsistent batches or unsatisfactory fragrance outcomes. And so that is going to be something that will be very prevalent when you start out. But as you get more proficient and as you get more experienced, you will be able to make more consistent formulations. You will be able to create fragrances exactly how you want them to. And if you haven't, um, watched the scent design challenge, I will again link that in the show notes. One of the key ways for you to make sure you create the fragrance that you have in your head is to plan it first. Now, it's not sexy. It's not something that most people want to do. And that is why I created a course just on that. So I will link it in the show notes. And if you are constantly getting inconsistent fragrance um, results, if you are constantly 
you know, not being able to create the fragrance from the idea that's in your head, then that will really, really help you. It will also help you actually if you are working with a perfumer, if you are having miscommunications. Say, for example, you are outsourcing to a perfumer and you're consistently getting results back that are not in alignment with what you think you've communicated then that program will help you too. It's it's a short course. Um, you can access it anytime. I will put it in the show notes. Okay, so that is all we've got time for for today. I hope that has been helpful. As always, if you've got any questions or anything that you would like me to cover on this podcast, drop me an email to podcast at karengilbert.co.uk or just message me on social media. And thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this content and if you are a regular listener of this podcast, please, please go give me a review. It really helps the algorithm. And if you haven't subscribed or followed whichever platform you're listening on, um, please do that as then you will get an alert every time we launch a new episode, which is every Monday. So take care and I will speak to you all very, very soon. Mm -hmm.